You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Hungover, a new miniseries where we follow some of our favorite theater artists on their way back to the stage. We're going to be checking in with these artists before rehearsal, during rehearsal, seeing the process, and then afterwards during performances. So you'll get a unique perspective on their journeys to getting back to normal. So grab your hair of the dog, because this is Hungover. Cheers! Welcome to this week's episode of Hungover, an Equity One mini-series where we follow some of your favorite theater artists on their way back to the stage. I'm Elliot. And I'm Caleb. And we are here today with our friend Chris Medlin. Hi, how's it going? Hello. hello. Welcome. Thank you. We're so excited to sit and chat with you. Absolutely. <laughs> How have you been? What's going on? Um, good. You know, we are navigating the chaos. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> 18 months later. <laughs> is it 18 months or is it like 19 now? I think, like, it, I think we should just say 19 at this point. Exactly. I feel like, like it's been 18 mon- months for a couple months. Like, you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like a year and a half, year and a half. I'm like, it's been a year and a half for three months, it, it feels yes, like. Yes, yeah. for sure. I think we're all just like, don't want to say two years. Two years, because <laughs> it's coming up faster than we think. Oh, God. Yeah. So like, fast. November, December, January, February, March. Well, like five January, months. January is when you started being aware of things. Exactly. Like, feeling, like yeah. things are weird. Something's happening. That's soon. It's October, basically. Oh, my God. Yeah, 2019 was just yesterday. Like. <laughs> it really was. Ooh. Sip, sip. Um, today, we are sipping yes. on Front Row from Intermission Cellars. Yes. What do we think? Spit on us in the front row. That's what I like about it. What do we think about this? It's good. Um, it's very crisp. Light. What do you think? Light. Oh, I like it. It's got like a, like a floral tint to it. It's very smooth. Yeah. Well, here's uh, Kristen and David to tell us a little bit more about it. To some, the front row is the best seat in the house, reserved for the ones who want to be up close on the edge of their seat as the curtain rises. The front row of a vineyard catches the opening light as the sun rises, filling the grapes with enthusiasm. This white Rhone-style blend showcases that exact sentiment. It's dynamic, floral, complex, and refreshingly crisp. The Roussan varietal acts as our lead character, building texture within the layers of pineapple, honey, and apricot notes. Pair this wine poolside with a pre-show buttery dish or popcorn at Intermish. This performance is dedicated to Chuck and Kathy. The front row blend is made up of 68% Roussan, 10% Grenache Blanc, 8% Marsan, 
8% Viognier, and 6% Picpoul Blanc. To order Front Row or any of the other Intermission Cellars wines, you can go to www.intermissioncellars.com. Cellars with a C. And you can find us on Instagram at Intermission Cellars. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, Chris, we start off every show um, by asking our guests what first got them interested in the arts when they were younger. Oh. Um... <laughs> It's it it sounds a little uh off the off the the track, but Power Rangers oh. is actually what did it for me. Sure. Okay. Um, Which Power Ranger? All of them or the pink one? Oh no, no, because uh, <laughs> I love the pink Power Ranger. All like the, the the just the series, the concept of the show um, is what got me into like like mimicking physical movement, that sort of world. Um, and I just grew up singing. So when you kind of combine the two of mimicking physical movement and singing, and then acting folds in there somewhere like yeah so power rangers for me unless you count like the barney theme song um sure was the jumping point definitely counted um i did have a blue power ranger bodysuit uh that i wore for many years i was too big for it at the end so that we had to cut the like the helmet off the top uh-huh, of it uh-huh. because it wouldn't fit anymore so i just had a little like mock neck <laughs> power love, ranger uh-huh, suit uh-huh. like running around the house jumping on everything we love that. I think I had a red Power Rangers. I think I had a red one as well. Yeah, a classic. I mean, there has got to be a Power Rangers musical that happened, you know, like a Networks tour or something. There oh, was like, for sure. There was like I'm a sure. small Goosebumps play that tour that I saw as a kid. Yeah. So if there was a Goosebumps, there had to be like Arena Power Rangers on I'm ice sure. or something set to music. Oh, my God. Remember <laughs> stuff on ice? I was, everything on ice. Yeah, everything on ice. I just remember Toy Story on ice. I don't really remember Well, I went else. to Toy Story on ice as a grown adult. Thank you so, so much <laughs> yeah. in college. Uh, we went. Magical. At the state Like fair. a week before the shutdown. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I just went, actually. It was amazing. Um, no, very good. Very, very fun trip there. What is, like, Power Rangers now? Like, because there were dinosaurs, then there were, like... Oh, there's been, so like, many. 20 different iterations, yeah. I think. There's what, been... What was it about it that, like piqued your interest so much uh i will say specifically the the um oh, i can't remember what the like theme of the series was there was a movie i know where they went onto a pirate ship mm-hmm. um and i do remember the blue ranger was a kid um which i think is what was the like connection for me uh-huh. out of the like you know young adult characters there was one that was a child that was like 12 um and when they would turn into their power ranger characters he would become a grown man um, oh, like his like suit made him bigger, a full fledged adult. Um, and I think that that was the connection because I was like, oh, it's a kid that gets to like do cool stuff mm-hmm. and like beat bad people up and like that kind of thing. Um, I think was the like mental connection for me. Yeah. So, so when- that got, yeah, that got you started dancing. But then like, when did you like? What was your first musical experience? Oh, uh, so I grew up in a town that I compared to the location that Footloose is set in. There's uh-huh. no dance studios, no no creative outlets, no uh, like performance venue, anything like that. There are professional shows in the area. Um, so I'm from Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, uh, same hometown as Dolly Parton. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are shows there. There are professional shows that I did later end up in. Um, but at the time as a kid, there's no outlet whatsoever. Um, and so, um, yeah, I always sang. I liked to make, mimic movement. And then first grade, I think it was first grade, when we first moved to Tennessee, um, I 
in my very independent self ways had walked myself back to the school after school to audition for the school choir which you had to have a parent with you so she had to like send me home and like have my mom come back in the whole thing like she was like i don't know how he's here he has to have an adult with him did he walk here like (laughs) i just like disappeared and then showed back up um But we did, um, I stayed with her as a choir director in grade school. And then sixth grade, we did The Music Man. It was my first, like, stage show as a child. Uh And um, I was in the quartet, and I understudied Harold Hill as a sixth grader. understudies. (laughs) Oh, my God, work. They were prepared. Exactly, Um, yeah. So, yeah, there was a little theater, musical theater program through her little show choir at my middle school. So it was like sixth, seventh, and eighth graders could participate. And you had to audition, you had to be cast. It was yeah. the full thing. Sometimes there was an A and B cast, which was always traumatic for some people. Yeah. Um, double cast you learn from your double. Like. Right, right. Um, yeah, so we did Music Man was my first, I guess, like fully fledged stage musical experience. Yeah, so, you've, so that's how you kind of like started to marry it all together. Yes, like, yeah. Seeing that you could do all of it in one At the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it is. It's always like, you know, you sing to the radio. You sing in your the show choir at school. You mimic music videos on TV, like TRL, that kind mm. of thing. And how do you stitch that all together is either, and I want to do both of them, but is either, is either like musical theater or you go like the pop star recording artist right. route. Um, and for me, what was accessible in its very small ways in Tennessee was musical theater. So. You know, we're, we're representing kind of like, like the... the, the yeah. We're all connected right we have now. Ohio, Ohio, Kentucky, Kentucky Tennessee. Oh, yeah. So we're all like, you know, down we would the line. be like total tourists and always go to Gatlinburg for vacation. I fucking love it. Flapjack houses, mm-hmm. mountains, they're gorgeous. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful area. Traffic. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of traffic. Uh-huh. A lot of good hiking. Some uh-huh. of the some of my favorite hiking in the entire country is in my hometown, which is great. Um but yeah, Gatlinburg tourist trap, Pigeon Forge more severe tourist trap (laughs) (laughs) and then the little town that's next to it that's actually where dollywood is within the city limits of is where my hometown was did you get a chance to go home uh during the pandemic um i did so i stayed in the city through everything um until january and i drove down to tennessee for two weeks to visit my grandma um and that was the first time leaving the city it was the first time like leaving my neighborhood at all, like right? I, yeah, like all of that. Um, so that was my first time out for two weeks, and then I got back, and I've been here since, save for leaving for a few months for work. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, once so, where were you? You were in Diana, mm-hmm. and so take me to like. March 13th or whatever. When that full time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, where were you the day you got right, the text? So like, um, yeah, so we uh, we were able to do nine previews of Diana, um, which is my second show in the city. And um, our ninth preview happened. There was more of an inkling, because that would have been Wednesday night. So Tuesday and Wednesday, there's more of a more of like an inkling, an idea going around. You know, they had pulled pulled stage door they had pulled backstage guests they had pulled all of those interactions with the front-facing public um so something something more serious is like on its way to new york at that point for sure and then thursday we were in rehearsals because we were still in previews um just watching our phones and not really getting a lot done because creative teams watching their phones we're not focused because we're watching our phones um 
and me and one of the stagehands were kind of like the point people for that day that people kept checking in with us mm. um, on stage at least. And so we watched West Coast shows start going down, um, Harry Potter, and then I think it was ha- uh, Hamilton. I think Hamilton out there. Um, for sure, Harry Potter went down. Some regional show in Texas went down, and we were like, okay, it's coming. It's yeah, coming uh-huh, east. Yeah. It's coming east, like, really fast. Like, it's like you're watching a storm, totally. like, across uh-huh. the country. Um, and then uh, Moulin Rouge went down um, because they had some confirmed cases in their cast, yeah. which was the first uh, show in the city to shut down. And that was for one day. It's supposed to be for one day. Yeah, because they have, like, Thursday matinees. Then. Yeah. yeah. So they were, like, they canceled their Thursday yeah. matinee. And we were like, okay, that's... You have too many people out. It's like, you know, right. like an illness sure. day at a school. Like yeah. You're like, okay, cool. There's too many people out. And then Frozen pulled. And I, my exact words was, Disney canceled their shows. We're all going. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like, it like, it's like if over. Disney makes the call to close their shows for the moment, this, like, the city, here we go. Where um, were you getting all the information from? Were you, like, on Twitter, like, checking? Or were you, like... Uh, I was like, I was reloading, like, three different news sources. The whole time we were in rehearsal, I was just on like, my phone. They're like, Chris, <laughs> can you go on your block? And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I maintained the blocking. The blocking was, con- like, the blocking was consistent. Yeah. But I you're, was like, on my phone. You're, like, twirling and you're, like, checking your phone. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, like, mid- mid-vocal, just checking my phone. Um, but, yeah, I was I was kind of the point person for the cast on stage. And once once Moulin Rouge and Disney pulled their shows, we were like, okay, this is yeah, here we go. So then, Something. entire rehearsal process like slows to a to a lull. Um, and about a half hour later, our director Chris Ashley got on the mic and said, like, folks, take like a ten minute break, then come gather out in the audience. And then we were given the news that we were going to shut down for what at the time was two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, two weeks is what they were expecting, and. Um, Within a few days of that, we were informed that it was a full month, and then we all know that it extended and extended and extended, and here we still are um, for a lot of shows. And um, But yeah, so Thursday, not really knowing the gravity of the situation either, our cast and several others... Everyone like lightly packed up because you're like it's two it's two weeks like uh, that's yeah that's, you can leave some that's stuff. good for yeah, my spirit yeah. like yeah. that's okay two oh, weeks totally like, I got a I got a haircut that right I was like oh I can have I can have a 2020 haircut yeah exactly I can put my fade back in the side but yeah it was not realizing the the severity of it all we all like headed to the bar and like had had a great night with friends not realizing we may have inadvertently hosted a super spreader yeah hugged Um, a lot of people yeah you're like on the cheek you're like you're like we can oh not this if this happened last time it's fine (laughs) what bar did you guys go to just like go across the street uh you know i can't place the name of it right now i think amazon at this hour I think they can deliver till nine. Till yeah. Um, I didn't even order anything. They just know. <laughs> they just ring. They do somebody. know. You gotta stop answering. Look, you guys like, look, they have No, but they'll ring they're, again. They're, if they're, you like, don't. they're like eighteen. They eighteen will always let us in. When I go back to work, they are just gonna be lost. <laughs> Where were we? Um, this is funny because I'm I'm gonna leave that in because this same thing <laughs> happened with, with Brittany. Brittany. Yeah. Like, just so people know. Just so people exactly know like, what we go through. Also, like, it's not like I'm getting buzzed all day. Like, I, it, this isn't... It's yeah. literally only when we're recording. It's like yeah. when you need the audio clarity. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh when you're in a tape the and audience a truck goes loves by. It. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's always... 
the audience loves me. Yes. Um. Anyway. Great. Um, Where were we? Uh, let's see. Super oh, spreader. Super yeah. spreader. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so like, oh, we were talking about you being a super spreader. Okay. Me, being, yeah. 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 me specifically yeah. being yeah. a super spreader. You spider. started the um, East Coast pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, we, we packed up to some degree and headed to the bar, not realizing what was actually going to happen. I did for some reason. I don't know what in my spirit led me to do this. I packed my entire station up. I took everything really? with me on March 12th that I could have ever left with that like I took every I left my score and my script I, uh-huh. that was fine it can be dusty yeah. but every I took like you know the dressing station like the towel the decorative plants the extra lights like I took oh, all wow. of it with me and I don't know why my brain was like it's two weeks maybe a month take everything yeah weird. but then yeah. it worked out because I never had to go back, back to do yeah. the like yeah come in and pick up your stuff because now it's going to be six months or come in and pick up your you know like a lot of our other cast members like they left full like makeup kits and things oh, that yeah. they needed but they couldn't get access to uh-huh. because it's all locked up and for some reason I took every single item that I had brought into that theater out with me that day to the bar and then I never went back wow <laughs> that's um, crazy yeah but immediately like you said I immediately cut my hair um I think I was in the bathroom the next day cutting my hair um I cut it myself uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah so I cut my own hair and I think the next day I was like well we have two or three weeks like a fade will grow back out by then I want my haircut yeah. I want to feel like me yeah. for this little That's what I did, yeah. vacation if I'm gonna time. be out and about you know like right. gonna look my best um and so yeah I did that and at the time it was like a chill thing super relaxed like okay like batten down the hatches a little bit get your groceries mm-hmm. and then um to I think Tuesday was when like delivery shut down in New York or something like eat in everything yeah. shut down on Tuesday that started happening you're like oh this is like he- here we go all right yeah should I leave the city? Should I stay? Um, and then I decided to stay because I, I do live alone. And so it was easier and safer for me to just stay put. Yeah. yeah. And I don't have – like, I know where I go. I'm not worried about roommates. I'm not worried about, you know, family members. It's it's just me. And so um, I did decide to stay put um, and try to, like, make the most of it. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this is a little bit of a shared sentiment. I know – probably the week prior, I think I had verbalized that I like wanted just a little bit of a break. Like I wanted a little yep. bit of a break. You started the pandemic. You asked for a break and then you went to a bar. You did it. <laughs> yeah. um, I take blame too. Cause I was doing the same thing. I think I, I think I, it was early 2020, you know, I think I verbatim a- said like, I just want to like take a break for a second and be able to like step away. And then I was forced to, um, which was fine at the start of it. Um, but yeah, it just, it just kept extending as we all know and getting a little more wild and a little more wild every time. Now, didn't, in the midst of the pandemic, right here on 48th street, I started seeing people I know around and it was because you all were filming Oh, uh, that is right. <laughs> Filming the show. Our Mrs. Frizzle's field trips down the yeah, sidewalk. Yeah, just all, like, basically holding hands down the sidewalk, masked yes. up, face shields. Yeah. So you all were really early on on that kind of filming process. I remember, like, that was when yeah. it was, like, unheard of. There was no yeah. work. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was a terrifying concept at the time. There was nothing going on. No one knew how to, like, operate in a group setting with a pandemic in, in the mix of it. Um, we did, however, uh, June of, of 2020, we did a Zoom lab 
Okay. To keep the show fresh because they weren't sure how long the extension was going to keep being. Uh-huh. At the time, it was supposed to be, I think Labor Day was one of the dates we got for the end of the extensions. Um, so we did a June lab. We did a four-week lab to, like, review material, um, just keep it fresh. Uh, the cast didn't realize at the time that the team and production had already set up this entire elaborate plan to be able to film the show, record the cast album, even though we still haven't officially opened yet. Um, And so that's what you were seeing was, uh, it started, I think the late August, last weekend of August through the month of September um, that they brought us all together. We quarantined in a hotel that was just us, just the cast because um, this is before Vax. That's this is before Vax. Yeah. Is yeah. Wow. Like, like that's before the election. I mean, this, this was, this was like, this like is here like... comes cold and flu season, and we were going into the first group experience we've had since March. Yeah. Um, we were greeted by company management in essentially like hazmat suits because no one knew how exactly. to do any of this. Yeah. Um, we had to quarantine within that hotel that was just for the cast um, in our own rooms. We couldn't leave for anything for the first few days. They had to bring us our meals. They had to bring, like, if you needed anything, they had to bring it. Um, like, you need a bottle of water. You have to, like, call someone to bring it to you who's going to drop it at your door, knock, and run away. That's insane. And yeah. you have to open it, scoop it, and shut the door. And, like, that was our life for the first few days. And we were getting tested every single day um, until we, they decided that we had, like, established a COVID bubble. Uh-huh. Um, that was safe for us to operate in. And then we did the first week of rehearsals. Um, well, two weeks two weeks in a ballroom in that hotel, restaging the show and reviewing the music again. But the first week of that was still in masks uh-huh. because we, for the medical team's purposes, had not fully established that bubble. Right. So we could be together, but we all had to be in masks uh-huh. and be social distanced and... Um, yeah, it was it was a wild process, and you know you're trying to run a, a two hour musical at you know full tempo, full <laughs> full performance level in a hotel ballroom with two medical masks on your face, That's yeah. crazy. like dry heaving through like a sweaty mask, um, singing through that mask. Um, yeah, it was it was a wild it was a wild process, but we did establish that bubble. We were able to remove the masks in the performance area during rehearsal times, which is still what the like rules are right. doing yeah um that if you stepped off of that floor to go get water run to the restroom anything that mask had to go back on yeah. and then what you were seeing elliot was us walking down 48th street with double masks plastic face shields uh-huh. that looked like welding costumes and our backpacks and like not able to touch any doors the company the company management had to do it so that they were the only one handling like public objects we were shuffled back and forth. We couldn't touch anything. Um, you're like, don't talk to me. Like, like it was, when it, you know, you're passing, we pass like businesses. And at that yeah. point people <laughs> were starting to do things a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so you're passing your friends and you're having to like shake your hands. Like, no, 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 don't come don't over come here. Don't come over yeah. here. Yeah. Like, I'm in, I'm in a bubble, even though I'm on the yeah. sidewalks of New York. Right. <laughs> like holding hands with everyone else in welding gear that can't touch anybody else either. Like it's, yeah. it was a, it was a wild thing. It was a little, um, like <laughs> dramatic in its own because you're watching the world kind of exist without you. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Which I think did um, heighten the anxiety that I already had going into it. Um, just because of living alone, I hadn't dealt with a lot of those interactions. Uh-huh. Right. So this was from from mid March. One Zoom lab on the internet by myself, 
and then here we go at the end of August. That was my first time being around more than say like two people yeah. that you'd pass on the yeah. sidewalk while you're like out for a jog trying to get some fresh air. Um, very overwhelming. Like yeah. you feel like a dog let off of a leash for us. Like you're like I am. I've gone rogue. Like yeah, I'm, right. I'm wild in this moment because I don't know how to act socially. Um, it was exhausting, but it was, and it was, you know, it was a little, it was a little scary. Um, you start like, I know I'm bad about, um, psychosomatically making myself feel bad when I am aware of that testing process at the beginning uh-huh. of You're it. Like, I'm tired. It's COVID. I'm like, I, I feel dehydrated. It's, I'm, I've yeah. got it. I'm sick. Check I'm, in. You're like, they're going to send me home. They're going to send me home. And then you get right. your negative and it goes away in like a half hour. Yeah. And it would happen every single day. And I have allergies. So, like, I'd wake up in the morning in, like, a new space, new dust, new air right. system, yeah. all of that, and be like, I can't breathe. I'm sick. I'm sick. I've got to go. I, I burst the bubble. I I'm burst dead. the bubble. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, but can I taste this? Okay, I can't taste this. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, it was a, it was a wild, wild uh, first few months, for sure. I think the amazing thing about this recording is, like, we're going to love it because it, it's out. But, um, like, 20 years from now, looking back, at it and yes. you're like this was yes. filmed in the height of the pandemic before vaccinations yeah yeah like it's gonna be a time capsule of broadway history and like what it was to what it was like to achieve that product during this time yeah um multiple covid bubbles like creative was in a separate bubble then the like camera crew we were in a separate bubble like all of it was super separate so we couldn't there were like t- there was like tape everywhere you couldn't cross this line they can't wow. cross this line mm-hmm. um yeah, it was um, it was rough. They tried to have like our dressers were supposed to be in full hazmat suits because they were their own separate bubble, hazmat suits with shields on their faces, uh, gloves on, all of that. And they were like, we can't do, can't do yeah. velcro and buttons and like put people's ties on and stuff with gloves on. And I've, I'm wearing like a welding cap. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't see anything. So we had to find all of those like workarounds. But luckily, so. they could be like cut. We'll fix. We'll 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 make well, this work somehow, you, right? No, you would think. You did a full run of the you, show? We we did several full runs of the show. Um, we You're like, why are we doing this? Like, it's never going to be no, like... We were like, can we, can we please stop for two... Like, let me, like, put a towel on my face mm-hmm, for a yeah. second. Or, like, grab a sip of water. No, we did full runs of the show so that we could maintain the, um, the like, energy of a live musical where you feel yeah. the, like, burst of people leaving yeah. as quickly as they needed to for a quick change that doesn't actually have to happen because we're filming it. But we're still going to do it unnecessarily, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but I do hope that that, that uh, hustle translates in the film. Um, we filmed it with, I think, nine nine cameras going simultaneously. Cool. And we did, I think, four runs like that. Um, all different levels throughout the house because we didn't have an audience at the time. Uh, because it was scary still for the pandemic. Um, so nine cameras filming at the same time. And then we did a few... Uh, like pickup shots with like a crane and an upstage mm-hmm. camera mm-hmm. and a, mm-hmm. you know like it's uh trying to navigate how to get the shots they wanted and like what's going to look the best um because like when they film it for stage they bring in another director sometimes who's like the film director yes, yes. You'll, you'll bring in a dp just yeah. like you would for a tv or film project that's not a musical yeah. and they have to agree on like what what showcases What's the narrative team's yeah, work, yeah. Uh-huh. but what also showcases what the director is hoping that the audience sees. Because you do have a very special opportunity to, like, 
zoom in on the moments that they're supposed to be watching instead of the full stage where they get distracted because there's you know someone moving a table yeah, and they're missing sure. the scene. Um, you get to zoom in and miss the fact that someone came and scooped that table and you get to watch just the dialogue. Um, so you'd have a really special moment to kind of trim and like m- you know neaten up the storytelling yeah. through film. Um, and I did see some of the shots as they would like you know check check the footage um, on one of the monitors and it's like I I think it's gonna be very special. The trailer looks great. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. it's like, grand. It's uh, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. on Broadway, yeah. fresh from New York, uh, and yeah, you're like we love. haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> yeah, Show yeah, us yeah. the musical, yeah. like, and you're like, oh, there she is. Like, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, no. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be out. So yeah, true. We will have true, seen true. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, October first. Really, really excited to see it. It's gonna Are you gonna nuts. have a viewing party, or is it? Are you just gonna be by yourself? Like, I have no idea. You know, I. Um, I'm trying to figure out, because our, our cast album comes out on September 24th. That'll be out by now. Um, 24th? Yeah, 24th. Um, the film is out October 1st. And so right now I'm trying to decide when to squeeze in one last trip back to Tennessee before uh-huh. we start rehearsals, October 11th. And so I may be in Tennessee with family, or I may be in New York with like closest friends or the people that I filmed it with. Like It's right. like, I don't, I don't know what that journey is for me yet. Yeah. Um, I could also be completely by myself because it's intimate. And you're like, very, I just need to like process this. Feels yeah. very pandemic of it all to like have oh, yeah. to watch it by yourself too. Yeah, um, yeah um, nothing wrong with the party one. No, yeah. Well, it, I mean, my like my um, the Netflix scripted TV show that I'm on um, came out in May of 2020, so that like was a pandemic thing where I was like, oh, I can't gather all of my friends together or go to my family to watch like what is my first full speaking role on a television show and it's eight episodes out of a 10 episode season and I'm not able to be with my family or my closest friends Um, was a very strange thing to just kind of like I mean like it's you know I I I know myself I get a little awkward with uh, like receiving compliments and stuff but to to just watch people know people are watching it from afar but not be able to watch it with any of them yeah uh-huh. is strange it's weird i'm sure and that was at the time when like streaming was like at everyone's kind fingertips of like, yes. yeah that was that you guys were like the top of netflix it was like right. trending like yeah they we were the number one show for i think like 23 days or and something that's, uh-huh. that's that's like that was very like that moment we were all kind of like what are we watching we're yeah. watching like so that must have been like cool but also really strange yeah i i think it i mean i think it did for one help because it's going to drive more people to watch the show because that's what we were all doing at the time Mm -hmm. um but at the same time it was it did feel like an era of there were a few weeks where like so much tv and film was coming out at the same time um because that was like tiger king that was the circle like all that stuff was coming out at the same time and um it was a little overwhelming as far as the material that there was to watch but then I also think that people were needing more to watch because that's all yeah. anybody was Burning able to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think it helped our show. I mean, Sweet Magnolias landed in the top ten Forbes list of, of uh, scripted shows okay. on, on streaming. I think, all, I think it's all streaming services. Um, but we're the top, I think it's family drama, romance drama, something like yeah. that. Because uh-huh. um, it's very, like, Gilmore yeah. Girls, Seventh Heaven. Like, it's very, like, family-friendly with enough edge and drama to, like, keep you interested. Super Southern, super sweet, but 
we landed in the number like the number one spot for that category on the Forbes list, and yeah. I was like, "What is, Amazing. What is yeah. this?" Yeah. yeah, but also like, there's people in there that have a draw. Like, it's like we've got Heather Headley, we've got Jamie Lynn Spears, we've got like Joanna Garcia oh. Swisher, we've yeah. got like, Jamie Lynn, Jamie Lynn. Um, no, controversial. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, free Britney. <laughs> <laughs> good people, good, like <laughs> professional work setting. Yes, yes, yes. That was that of was. Of course, no, yeah. of course. So like, season comes out. We and say, you filmed we season two during the pandemic. Like it happened. Yes. Uh, so uh, some of the timing things where you know at the beginning of the pandemic where we were all, my oh, well, I can only speak for myself. We were like, I would love like a just like a step back. Mm-hmm. Slowed down just a little, and then it slowed down a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it actually worked out in my favor. Great, like I'm very grateful for it um, because season one filmed in 2019 mm-hmm. from July to October, and so we got our we got our green light for season two, and they were looking at July to October, and then um, everything shut down. So then all those schedules kind of like fly off the table. None of that's real anymore. Right. And so we're still like, I'm like, is July to October happening now? Because like right now, I don't have to, it's not going to overlap Diana because there is no Diana. Right. It's not going to overlap. I can do this. Is it going to happen? Okay. Georgia's like a shit show right now. Yeah. As far as it's, it's like red, 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 red. It's super dangerous to be there as far as the pandemic goes. Mm-hmm. And so there wasn't anything being greenlit for the state of Georgia for filming. Um, so we were postponed, and I was like, okay, well now, you know, Diana's not happening, but also season two can't happen yet. Right. Um, season one has already come out. Like, I, we need to, like, keep going. Like, I want this to, like, you know, keep the ball rolling. Um, and then while we were doing the um, post-Zoom post, uh, lab for Diana, we found out that Sweet Magnolias would be filming minimum the following year. So I'm like, Okay, well now the issue is is Diana going to come when's gonna gonna come back at the yeah. same time yeah, uh-huh. and then I'm going to be met, like it's going to screw up the schedules for me again. Um and then while we were waiting and I was like, "Okay, I guess Sweet Magnolia season 2 is delayed." We found out about the Diana filming bubble and the cast album bubble which was all inclusive. Um and it happened in September when I would have been gone to film season right. 2. Yeah. So then I was able to do that without any conflicts. We finished that we got filming dates for season two. This could be tricky. Theater's supposed to start coming back. And then within a few days, we got the official, like, it's not going to be till yeah. September. And, and, you're I was, like, and I just found out we were filming April to July. And so I was like, this, this worked. Like, I, I didn't miss the Diana cast album and Netflix film. Season two was able to happen. Broadway pushed back a little further. And so, you know, like season two, we finished filming in July. And then I had like a two month gap before we start rehearsals. Like I was like, this somehow, and I'm so thankful for it, but somehow this like schedule like spaced itself out to where it wasn't chaotic. Nothing was like overwhelming, but none of it overlapped. Yeah. It's because you started the pandemic and it was on your schedule. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when are you ending because it? Like, when, packed, when are you going to end it? Because like, I packed up my entire station. Exactly. Yeah, that's the reason because, why. Because I took my towel home from my, my dressing exactly. station. Exactly. I took the fake plants home. It's my fault. <laughs> Please make it end. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And um, <laughs> I did, So now we're going to move to um, some quick cues. These are yeah. easy questions. Oh, no. We're going to back to, like, school days. Okay. Middle school, okay, elementary school. Like which school? Like what yeah. school? Back Every to school. somehow getting to the choir audition. Exactly, yeah. So like back okay. to school questions. Okay. Bring us childhood self there. Oh, no. Okay. What item of clothing did you treat yourself to for your first day back? Uh, it was usually a pair of jeans. Yeah. Um, being a southern kid, I always ruined my jeans over the summer. Like they'd always, you know, grass stains, ripped knees, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was always a, it was a new pair of jeans. Are these like Levi's, like American Eagle, Aeropostale. Um, American Eagle was the go-to for the longest amount of time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they make great jeans. They make a great jean. I think I these... still have a pair. They used to last longer. I yeah. will say that. Uh-huh. Yes. When, before they started adding the flex stuff to it, oh, yeah. uh-huh. they used to last longer because it was like the best denim you could find at a, like a normal person's price. Um, and now this flex stuff like wears out very quickly. Yeah. I think. They, I'm a big fan of their um, activewear, though. American they have Eagle activewear. Has great sweats. They're super. They have cute. good sweats. Yeah. I haven't been to an American Eagle in years. Shout so, out um, and use code Equity One. <laughs> <laughs> Similar, what you may like is uh, Uniqlo. Has, they have. I love Uniqlo. Yeah. Their activewear is great. Anything with the stretch. Yes. I know. It's thankful. Give for me an elastic waist. Yeah. Give, Give me an elastic waist. Thighs. Um, what's the most important school supply? You have the pen with the four different inks that you pop down. Okay. Uh, journals or highlighters? Journals. Journals. I'm a big uh, I'm a big notebook purchaser that never writes in them because they were like aesthetically pleasing and I just want them on my shelf. Oh uh-huh, yeah. Um, so there's like bookshelves and desks like full of journals that I've never actually written in that were given as gifts even that I like I'm not going to touch it I don't want to write in it. They're so pretty. Um, the um. Notebooks. Did you hate it when they you pulled the paper out and it had left all the paper strings, or did you get the one that was like serrated like and just perforated like perforated ones? Yeah. Uh, like perforated, yeah, yeah, the perforated ones. Yeah. Uh, I usually got those, but my like little bit of like rough nature didn't care if it ripped out of the thing. Or it, but if it yeah. was, but Chaotic. like, but then eventually I would like pull the little slivers of paper like out of the rings uh-huh, yeah. and like eventually I would clean, clean it, it up. up. Yep. But I was a big, it was five, it was the five subject notebook for me. What was oh, the, what was the brand that like five? Had, that's really five, big. Five star. Five star. Yeah. Five, five star, star yeah. had a like had a grip on society. Oh, so oh yeah. good. Five star notebooks. Those were sexy notebooks too. They were expensive. And they, that's all I wanted. Yeah, I, I wanted like the hyper green five star oh, notebook. Yeah. Like, so yeah. bring it back to school. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the best crayon color name? I like ones that sound like food. Like when you get like an espresso brown so, like, or like oh, um, yeah. lasagna red. Las- lasagna red, maybe like red. maybe like a uh, like a Tommy tomato red. How about Tommy that? Tomato. Okay. Did you pack your lunch or did you buy the hot lunch? Um, I was I was a subsidized lunch child, so I got lunch at school um, with, as I was saying, seven year olds having yeah. to memorize their social security numbers that to be able to crazy. buy their lunch. But yeah. it was it was so that I could put the code in, and then my lunch was free um, because well, of. Did you get like? 
we were talking about this with uh, Brittany. It's like, you know, like French fries with everything. Like, what was like the hot lunch? Um, so my, if it, if it's, if it's anything, I think it's to do with the South. My lunch options were always, it was two different options. There was a cold bar and a hot bar. Cold bar was typically like a sandwich or a salad or something kind of general. Hot bar every single day was uh, Papa John's pizza. Wow. I, our school had like a partnership with Papa John's our, pizza our or something. Too. And so... And it was, like, at a certain age, it stopped being the little, like, freezer pizzas that they oh, usually provide. Yeah. And it started being Papa John's, and then that was, like, game over. It, but you could pay 50 cents for a side of ranch was, like, the thing That's that... That's expensive for ranch. For, like, <laughs> and for, like, children, too. Yeah. 50 cents for ranch. Um, and that was the thing that, like, everyone got ranch with everything that they bought. Because, again, it's Tennessee. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the ranch was probably the... Actually, the ranch was the hot ticket item. Yeah, and then I usually just I usually use it like a like a food fight moment as well. But <gasps> Ooh, oh, a yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you could make these. I called them ranch bombs. Um, so <laughs> not that you perked up. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> so I called them yeah. ranch bombs. Uh, they had these like very these like great soft dinner rolls that they would always have with uh-huh, the, yeah. with the lunch options. But one of those like half dunked into some ranch dressing launched across the cafeteria in any general direction Explosion. and then back to what you were doing um, was maybe like a weekly pastime of mine. Oh my were you God. In, uh, were you like um, sent to the office a lot? A little bit, but I like, <laughs> like <laughs> I feel bad. For the I know, I know, but, no, but yeah. like, but see, it was I was also like a straight A kid and a lot of extracurriculars and what but then it was like I had face piercings in high school i threw ranch bombs in the cafeteria i like would be late all the time i'd show up with food from like an outdoor restaurant that i shouldn't have brought to the school like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um yeah i was like i like i like pushed the the boundaries in ways that weren't really able to be punished i guess yeah okay they're like Um, okay like and the ones that could have been punished i was never caught for so there you go there it is there anyway, ranch. Is. Ranch is the hot ticket <laughs> item at the school cafeteria. <laughs> um, your favorite class period? Science. 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 Like um, biology, chemistry? So like- I ended up, I was a bio major in school, um, f- briefly for a year. Um, yeah, science is it for me. Work. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was in choir. We had a, like a classical competition choir, but it was an actual class during the school day. Uh-huh, yeah. Instead of keeping us after, so you had to audition, you had to make it in, whatever. That was my only consistent class that I had every single semester, all four years. But science was always, for sure, my favorite. Cool. Yeah. I was on, like, the fast track where I was, like, you know, two science classes ahead of where I should have been. and like So you could have solved the coronavirus by but being instead, a scientist. But instead, I went to the bar and I started it. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, uh... What's advice that you would give your younger self when they're going into their first day of school? I feel like this is a little telling of like what teenage years were like for me, but just like not not to take the year to come to heart. Um, my like just my my experience through school and through high school um, as a person of color in the South that likes the arts and was a singer and all of that was like not ideal. Um, and as I got older, the years got easier because I started just kind of, uh, sticking to my guns, I guess, in a way. Um, and like 
not not conceding to what was acceptable or trendy or whatever and just kind of doing my own thing um and i think that that yeah just to like not take what's to come to heart um would be my advice for myself well chris thank you so much for checking in with us we're excited to talk with you a couple more yeah. times to like mm-hmm. see what the process is like where can people uh follow you on social media and um, listen to your music uh so on all social media and in instagram twitter all of it i am at mr medlin m-r-m-e-d-l-i-n um and i also have music on streaming uh all platforms under chris medlin so listen, folks, <laughs> and obviously watch Diana out now on Netflix. Yes. Oh, yes. oh my and god! And season two of *See Magnolias* next year at some point, coming soon. So coming soon. <laughs> you can follow the show at Equity One Podcast on Instagram and TikTok, and at Equity One underscore on Twitter. Send us an email at Equity One Podcast at gmail.com and head over right now to your Apple Podcast app and give us a five star rating review. It really helps other listeners find us and helps us out. Yeah. Elliot, where can we find you? You can find me at Elliot Maddox on everything. Caleb? Caleb Dickey on everything. And And until next time, cheers. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.